you I you would be a person that would bleed to death from a tiny scratch in the arm because you just let it run out. Like all fun games, so somebody goes trip trip. But why? There is no why here. He brings his most giggly guy friend. Yeah, I told you not to do that. Shut up, Chad. You're not coming with me. Come on, Kyle. <laughs> Welcome to the Epinephrines. I am your host, Rob Brandt, and hope to bring you some insight to the insanity that happens behind the scenes in the ER. Just a word of note, as this is our first episode, all of the stories are quite similar and are taken from real-world experience, but they all have been changed or modified just because we do have to be HIPAA-compliant in all of our stories and make sure that even if you were in the story, you wouldn't recognize yourself from what we retell. And... Also, as a word of warning, yes, we are ER providers and we do see the insanity, but we are not here to give you medical advice. So please, if you do have any real medical problems, go see your real medical doctor. And now, let's head straight to the story. The first one, this first episode, is all about dudes. Perhaps you know some dudes or have uh, been a dude in your own story. Well, first we'll hear the story behind the story. Beware of injuries secondary to dudeness. I have come to the conclusion that dudes are remarkably dumb. This did not come as a shock to me, being a dude myself from time to time. Hear me out. I did not say all men, just dudes. In fact, sometimes women can be dudes. So what is a dude? Well, a person becomes a dude in several ways, often revolving around alcohol and statements such as, Dude, hold my beer, I'm going to knock down that beehive. Other time, it just starts with a hypothetical such as, Dude, I bet I could jump in the pool from the third floor. Or even the simple, Dude, you don't need to turn off the car before you fix that. Usually, when any group of exceptionally idiotic dudes come together, technically referred to as politicians, dudes encourage other dudes towards terrible decisions. One guy alone in a field with a bull may be very unlikely to urinate on an electric fence before escaping from said angry bull. But sprinkle in some dudeness, a dash of inebriation, and a smidgen of belligerent encouragement, and you have the recipe for a spicy goring and another trip to the ER. A man might light the fuse to a firework and step back. A dude puts the Roman candle in his crotch and points it at his friend, shrieking, I'm the USS Firecrotch! Ah! Ouch. Most see a snake and let it slither on. A dude sees a snake and thinks, Huh, a picture of me kissing that would be a hilarious Facebook post. Often, the amount of dude in a person fades with age. Sometimes, however, dudeitude remains a lifelong affliction. In the ED, we often see injuries secondary to dudeness. We also have to have conversations that seem painfully obvious to us, but incoherent to our dude counterparts. I could go off on anti-vaxxers or using antibiotics for viral infections here, but my most recent encounter was with a dude who simply did not want a primary care physician because everything could always be done in the ER. I had this conversation with a lady dude at 3.21 morning. As always, the experience is modified slightly to protect the frustratingly innocent. Me. Hello, ma'am. What brings you to the ED? Lady dude. I had reflux, makes cringing face and points at her belly and her chest. So you have belly pain? Dude, I didn't say that. Me, so well, what brings you to the ED? Dude, after I ate, I could feel it right here. Absently points to the entire torso and possibly more so at the chest. It's reflux. I looked it up. Me, 
Okay, uh, so when did this start? Dude, three weeks ago. It doesn't feel like the heart attack I had two months ago. Now, for my diet, I've been going full paleo, and then I did the slurry bots. Have you tried the slurry bots? And then I switched to Vegemax, but then I stopped. So this happened. It's reflux. Me. Huh. I'm not sure what that means, but did you check with your doctor? Dude, sighing. I don't have a family doctor. I don't need one. I'm very healthy. I just told you, I do slurry bots. I was on a diet, and I lost 130 pounds in two months. Me. Wait, what? Wow. Really? That seems awfully fast to lose that much weight. Uh, well, actually, family doctors are very important to staying healthy. In fact, a primary care... Dude, you're born with the diseases you're going to have. You're born with them. She says this condescendingly while getting out her phone, minimizing Dr. Oz's recommendations and opening her pictures. I was a professional runner just 18 years ago. Let me show you. She then scrolls rapidly through 200 pictures on her phone, then shows me a blurry picture of a running person with a number attached. I was a professional. I know health. Me. So, have you had reflux in the past? Dude. No, but I went online and it's reflux. And don't tell me I need a PCP. That's what the last doctor kept saying. But I'm here, aren't I? This conversation continued, and she ultimately allowed me to make sure she did not have a heart attack. I attempted multiple times to convince her that a primary care doctor was a good thing, but she countered with, I know my body and it takes too long to get in. In the end, we agreed to disagree, and she left to continue her dude approach to life. So, next time you feel frustrated with a patient who brandished an overhead chainsaw with a tree or tried to imitate that sweet parkour trick they saw on YouTube, take a deep breath and know it's just a dude. All right, guys, we are live. My name is Rob Brandt. I am a ER doc. I've been doing this for 12 years. I love what I'm doing, and... My favorite video game currently is, oh boy, it's a, probably a tie between uh, StarCraft II and Breath of the Wild, the Zelda game on uh, the Switch. Uh, my name's Jen James. I'm a PA in the ER. Um, my favorite video game currently is probably Minecraft, which I know is old, but it's one of the only ones that I can actually play well. And I'm known as the Lava Queen in Minecraft because of everything. <laughs> oh, Lava Queen. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Casey Brandt. I'm no a clinical relation. pharmacist. No relation. Uh, clinical pharmacist. I work in the emergency department. Um, my favorite video game, I was just talking about this the other day. I haven't played video games in a long time. Um, but I used to play Fable a lot on the Xbox. Um, and I have to find that because I just got a bunch of stuff out of my parents' house and there's an Xbox in there and a bunch of games and I'd love to just play that again. Um, so that's one of the more recent ones I can remember. Um, yeah, I haven't done a lot of video games recently having <laughs> kids so i love video games so and my name is jacob barnett uh i am a physician assistant in the emergency department as well my current favorite video game if it counts i guess it does is uh plants versus zombies 2 oh, we had some tragedy in our house for some reason our uh the app undownloaded and so we lost all of our plants so we oh, had to start over oh, it was no. yeah 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 so to make it up i bought like a like the package of all the the pea shooters so mm -hmm. that that kind of soothed our wounds but it was it was a <laughs> touch and go there for a second 
beautiful. Well, the first episode is titled Why Women Live Longer, um, which in the ER, if you have ever been to an ER for any extended period of time, it has become completely obvious why women live longer, but... I figure we could each give some examples of cases that we've uh, seen in the ER. Give, give us a story. You seem excited. I have a couple. I seem to be uh, the winner of Hold My Beer and Watch This for <laughs> <laughs> following up on that. Um, I had two of kind of my my favorites that kind of pop into my head. The first being this happened years ago. And it wasn't even around the 4th of July, but I had a couple guys come in and they had decided to have a competition to see who could hold a glass bowl filled with lit fireworks the longest. (laughs) (laughs) Only one of them left to teach, so he was the winner by default. But I spent (laughs) several hours cleaning out multiple wounds that were filled with glass because as the fireworks heated up, the glass shattered. And he was, of course, holding it in front of him, and it went arms, torso, legs. And it took me probably three hours to clean everything out and get everything sewed up. And nobody thought, this might be a bad idea. No, no, this is a good idea. Let's do this. And what was even more shocking to me is none of them were intoxicated. What? Yeah, like sometimes I can kind of understand where I think people would have thought maybe this was a good idea when they come in and they obviously have (laughs) on board. I don't know, maybe they just sent the, you know, three sober representatives, but the guy who I was showing up was sober. So this wasn't a hold my beer. This was a hold my chai latte and watch this. (laughs) I think if they were intoxicated, they wouldn't have been able to like hold the bowl that long and be coordinated enough to balance it. So it might have ended sooner um true i'll call this a lot of lives in that respect wow no. did they have multiple rounds or was did you say it was the first guy that did this yeah. or okay yeah they would have had to get another bowl to do it a second time of course right i don't know that anybody was going to volunteer that black bowl again yeah. <laughs> it's great if like both of them came in one guy saw this guy get shot just destroyed, <laughs> covered, bleeding. He's like, well, I can beat that time. I didn't even know how long he had been able to hold on to it. I was like, well, what was the plan for recording? Oh. I'm like, you guys did. <laughs> <laughs> think these things through. I do. I have a, well, Jen, you want to tell your second one? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so the second one's not nearly as entertaining. Um, from the kind of stupidity standpoint, but I had a, and again, a couple young guys come in and they had been out at the lake and they were jumping from the pier to the rocks. And then there was apparently some other young women there and they were trying to impress them. So the one guy takes this giant leap from the pier to the rock and he ends up completely tearing both of his Achilles. Ooh. And his friends didn't believe him. So they left him on the beach for kind of 20 to 30 minutes before believing him that he actually couldn't walk. And then instead of getting him up and bringing him to the emergency department at that point, they buried him in the sand. (laughs) (laughs) This had to have involved alcohol for sure. This did, don't worry. (laughs) This is a while to talk to. But 
So they finally bring him in. This is probably two hours after his initial injury. And I'm like, well, did you guys at least get the girl's numbers? And they're like, oh, no, they walked away as soon as they saw him land. They knew it was bad. (laughs) I'm sure this was not just the normal kind of jump, jump. I'm sure he was going for, you know, a world record for how far he jumped (laughs) and the injury. That's usually what gets most women. They're like, that's how I got my wife. It's like, hey, baby, look at me jump on this rack. Oh, swoon. (laughs) This is like the opportunity for those girls to live out one of those savvy notebook movies and be like, oh, they could have visited him every day in the hospital and tended to him when he was recovering. And it would have been this amazing love story. And they were like, nah, I'm good. And they walked away. (laughs) That is a big Scary injury, and no, I am not pushing him around. Mm-mm. Yeah, <laughs> the advantage of that type of relationship, you can just very slowly walk away, and he can be like, "No," and you just slowly walk away. <laughs> I can't catch you, my. Well, she mm-hmm. had the ortho PA or the ortho resident on at the time was a female, which yeah. doesn't happen all that often. I feel like in the emergency department, we they're primarily a, a guy field. Mm-hmm. And she like just was openly laughing at him in the room. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just this sullen. I mean, he had I think regressed age wise by fifteen years, and all he really wanted at that point was his mommy and a and a milky. Oh, oh no! <laughs> my first one is kind of a personal experience thing. Um, just we were at my parents' house, and one of my kids had a cut, and I was like, Dad. Like my mom was not home. I was like, Dad, where are the band-aids? He's like, I, I, I don't know. And I was like, Dad, what do you do if somebody, if there's a cut and like mom's not here? He's like, I honestly think I would bleed to death. <laughs> 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 he like, he just, he just like, he kind of looked back and forth, you know, like looked right at me and he was very serious. And he was like, <laughs> he's like, I think we would all just bleed to death, Casey. Like, <laughs> and I was like, okay, let me just tear apart the house and use my like finder instincts and found a bandaid. And I was like, all right, just so you know, here's where the medical supplies are. <laughs> and it's like, I don't think you're going to remember, but. <laughs> Does anybody wonder about that though? In the sense that like, I have seen multiple people come out of rooms with like an IV that was just taken out and they just have blood pouring down their arm. <laughs> and you wonder like, okay, there's eight people here that can help you like facilitate this. But if this, if you got cut someplace else, like you would, I, you would be a person that would bleed to death from a tiny scratch in the arm. Cause you just let it run out. So like, true. It's all the time. They, they, and they walk our, their, their arms fully extended and they look yes, at Yes, fully. Like, look at I'm like, I see that. No, no, look. It's bleeding. I see. Take one finger and push the tiny little pinprick that's bleeding and it'll stop. No, it's bleeding. Yes, I know. Yeah, and how many you're standing next to a paper towel dispenser? Yeah. And they're doing it. It kind of speaks to how you're going to handle life's any other problems like somebody get over here and fix this and it's like mm-hmm. um are you gonna are you are you gonna give it a try first you're gonna wait for me <laughs> i always think i have no question look, about how you're gonna handle anything else <laughs> they always look shocked too that you're like taking the time to put a glove on to help them out as well like, like what? um my dude story is from a couple years ago I believe the details were, it it was like a nighttime pool party. 
Um, it was, yeah, it was like, I, you know, I want to call them kids, but I believe that we were like early 20s. Um, and I believe that there was either some like tag or pushing into the pool that was occurring. <laughs> But yet there was like running out in the yard as well. And somehow one of them ended up tripping over a mole trap. And it was the kind that like squeezes the mole to death, you know? (laughs) And by, by like tripping, they somehow like uprooted it and lodged their foot in the like the, the, the pincher part. And um, then they proceeded to like come in and the mole trap was still on their foot. Like that was the best part. Like, I don't know. Like I just, it was like, okay, well we could have taken it. I don't know. It, you, you know it, how? That. Yes. No, that's exactly it. I don't know how the physics works that they tripped over the mole trap and got their foot in the mole trap. And I wouldn't have believed it unless it was still attached to their foot when they arrived in the emergency department. Well, and sometimes they question the story behind the injury. Like, did you actually trip and somehow get your foot caught in? Or did you <laughs> have a dare? And the dare was put in that mole trap. No, yeah, it's kind yeah. of faster than the mole trap. Run over it as fast as you can, like the road runner, where your legs are going in a circle, yeah. and see if you can outrun the mole trap. Oh, you can't. You need to <laughs> into the bear trap and get your foot out before the, the jaws go in. you got to be real quick. Yeah. You know, maybe this is the dude in me, but, like, obviously that makes more sense. Like, maybe I just, I ate it up. I believed it. <laughs> There's so many times that it's like, I know I'm never going to know the real story. <laughs> I have a story where the guy was almost proud of himself because of how dumb he was. And it was, okay, so so the story goes like this. Um, so it was a, a, a group of dudes, because it's always a group of dudes. And they were out in the middle of the woods drinking because reasons. And uh, they saw, like, it was, they saw a possum, like, waddling, like a big fat possum waddling <laughs> So, of course, the, what guys think as soon as they see a possum is they got to go get it. So, <laughs> so he going to be Oh my gosh. Yeah, so after after several several beers, he he manages to corner the possum in a teeny tiny shed. Now, this is, <laughs> this is where the, the story should end. He's like, "Okay, you got it in the shed. That's kind of funny. Leave it alone." No. Then he says, "Well, I got to get it, get it." So he goes into the small shed with, like, an undersized cat carrier (laughs) (laughs) and manages, via magic and just beer-fueled persistence, to get the possum into the cat carrier, which is, you know, something. And but then, why? There is no why here. So he gets it in the cat carrier. Now, even right now, I'm still like, okay, fine. Okay. This not, the bad decisions haven't happened yet. So, oh, haven't yeah, they? So this is when he says, "Well, I had to kill it." I'm like, oh, you don't. So now, if you had a possum. In a cat carrier, and you had to kill it because you're a dude that's been drinking all night. How would you kill it? <laughs> <laughs> Baptism. You hold it underwater. Okay, 
fair. I, I think I think your your knee jerk reaction is much better than his ultimate conclusion because he had time here. So since they were out hunting, what he decided to do was okay. open the cat door, <laughs> grab Play the possum in one hand, oh god, an arrow in the oh. other hand, and shove no. the possum and the arrow together to kill the possum. <laughs> oh god, it went. So this is his solution. Now you'll be shocked to hear that the possum, for some like he looks at me with like shock and awe in his eyes as he's retelling the story. He's like, the possum bit me. I'm like, oh really? <laughs> oh, so so he came in. Now so possum bites this guy. Possum with, gets away, which is the best part of the story. See, oh, see my oh, okay. my my uh, imagination went. Again, like that somehow he was going to stab the possum, but also stab himself and come in with like an arrow with, an, with a speared possum attached. An arrow through a possum through his hand. <laughs> an arrow through his hand. Because that is also where my mind went to. You are not alone in that one. Oh, good, good. <laughs> this went to cartoons again where the, he, start, he dropped the arrow and then he's like trying to poke yeah. the possum in the eyes with like the two fingers and the possum like ends up putting the hand up to like block the... Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's dodging and weaving. Yeah, like and he's like shocked, like, oh my gosh, a wild animal that has been alive on this planet for thousands of years has developed defense mechanisms, <laughs> outsmarted me, and has somehow managed to avoid predators and stay alive. I am shocked. Fly back, yeah. This thing eats ticks. Like, that is its diet. Bugs and ticks. Like, did you not expect some sort of something this thing like clearly we have failed in educating you as a child all right i feel like when the guy comes in who has done something stupid and injured himself he brings his most giggly guy friend (laughs) (laughs) and the one always is just like hanging out in the corner and just laughing the entire time yeah all right come with me the guy that was like that's not a good idea (laughs) <laughs> but you just have to let that happen because he enjoys the show. Yeah, I told you not to do that. Shut up, Chad. You're not coming with me. Come on, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't need you bringing me down right now or whatever they would say, killing my vibe. Somebody's <laughs> supportive. Mom's gonna be pissed. Mom's already pissed. You don't gotta worry about that. <laughs> no. This isn't Mom's first trip to the ER. And when they're like, don't put it on her insurance, like, then they'll know. And it's like, okay, (laughs) you have $2,000? Like, I have have another one with you, but but I I witnessed it because we're kind of out in the the pods or somebody came in. um, So the story was, is they were out deconstructing um, a shed with some and they needed to get rid of all the materials from the shed and there were some things in there and do all the cleanup and everything it would just be faster to burn everything as one big pile of all the shed materials and all the contents and so they set the whole thing on fire and apparently there was some pressurized canister inside if it was a big canister of some sort of cleaner or some spray or like a scuba tank or something but like the, the pile of like wood and the shingles and everything and the everything heated up because they set this whole like break down the shed and everything inside it on fire. This thing pressurized and comes rocketing out and like nails this person um, in the leg 
and causes this big like tear on their leg and they end up having to come in um while they were still quite intoxicated to the emergency department to get their legs stitched <laughs> um with the, one of their buddies so and they're coming in in their flops and uh with their super tan and their friend and um also quite concerned about how long they were there because they were they're saying the way their insurance works is they're charged by the hour, so they need to get stitched up and out of there. Quick. Uh, yes, exactly, right now. Um, oh, um, and I just remember thinking, like, you could have died. That could have hit you in the face and killed you. Like, there's a big dent in their leg. Like, this pressurized thing came flat, or any one of you that were there, like, standing around. It was like Russian roulette of burn the shed down. Like, anything, whatever, you didn't bother to check what was in there. Anything could have come flying out of there. It could have exploded, like, you know, toxic chemicals, whatever. Like, just burn the whole thing down. It'll be fine. Um, so, it was just, I was like, I I don't know. It, it like, was just like, this will be the fastest, easiest way <laughs> to take care of this whole thing. And maybe a few of us will get hurt by, like, shrapnel, but it'll be... Why am I more intrigued by his, like, almost brilliant drunken idea of a new, like, pay system for the emergency department of, like, pay by the hour? I know. It was like, well, I was, I was like, is that how it works with some insurances? Like, because they just kept coming out like, well, I know, but should it be? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's a, it was just like, you know, they were they, like, whoever was coming out, like advocating for them was like convinced that that's how it works. And it was like, where did you hear that? Like, I want to know like, who is out there. Because I was like, was there a news story? Because are we all of a sudden going to start having people come in? It's like off admissions again. <laughs> yeah. Well, just, right. I feel bad for the people. Like, there, aren't there people like in California that sometimes they they get so busy that they've got like a, 12 or 14 hour wait like those four people they've been waiting for 14 hours and they've got a huge bill and they haven't even been yeah. seen yet that's yeah. right that's, that's right. not a thing well and that's like one of the uh tips and tricks like if you're homeless is to go to the emergency department and complain about abdominal pain because it's enough of a complaint that they're going to have like labs and work and maybe some imaging done but it's not enough of a complaint that they're going to rush you back right away. Mm. So you can optimize your time in the department. Well, I, I don't know. I, there's something about fire that does bring out the dumb and guys. Um, this is a story about me. Um, so when we were, we, we used to go to Lake Michigan and we used to play a game that we called log. Um, it's a real <laughs> complex game. So everybody sits around in the fire and everybody's having delicious beverages and um, we used to live at a place that was near, you know, there was seawalls, so there'd be these long, like, I mean, they'd be almost like 10 or 12 feet long pylon things. So you set up, like, the teepee type of fire, but in the dead center of it, before you start the fire, you set the pylon straight up vertically, and then you oh. have the fire going, and eventually the fire will burn down, and then you scream at the top of your lungs, log as this giant thing collapses towards somebody and then you try not to get it to land on you. This is called fun. <laughs> well, here's here's my question for you guys. What do we call, so you know how like the, a, uh, 
a school of fish or like a murder of crows? What what do you call it when you get a group of dudes together? I think that needs a name. Case. A case. <laughs> a case of yeah. dudes. I was going to say floundering, but I think I like it. A case of dudes <laughs> came in. <laughs> it's in glass or plastic. Or a keg. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so good. Or ke- yeah, or a keg. A keg. A keg of dudes. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> another animal one if we yeah, have time for it. I don't want to hold everybody up. Okay. Um, we had a patient come in, and we'll get involved in these rabies cases a lot because um, we're talking to people about how they're going to have to get five shots and come back for all these vaccines and things. And so um, it's kind of similar to your story, but the guy had a, a raccoon um, in a trap already, and he was going to let it go. And so I was like, oh, this sounds like a really simple story. Like, so it bit you through the cage or like what happened? Like, you're you know, like, rah, like it was, you know, you, you, you couldn't help it. Like what, you know, having, it's, no, I was like, transporting this thing. And I, I take the animal like to, you know, some nice area by the river and I take it out of my car and I go to set it down and I go to let it go. And it, you know, it doesn't leave the cage. It looks at me and with these eyes and I'm like, what eyes are you talking? Is this a different music playing? Like what was going on? And <laughs> I was like, go on, how do you go? And he's like, he's like, so I'm like shooing it out of the cage. And it like goes out a little bit and it stops and it looks at me and he's making these puppy dog eyes at me and he's, he's really close to me when he's talking to me and I'm like, I don't, I like this connection you and I are having, sir. And like, you know, but okay. Like, I'm like, rip, rip story. He's like, he's like, he, he, you know, he makes like the puppy dog eyes at me. He's like, this is what the thing was looking at me. And I was like, all right, well, it's a wild animal. I mean, you left, right? It was out of the cage, took the cage, you left. <laughs> like, you know, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking like something. And but then I'm like, oh, he hasn't gotten bit yet. Something's going to happen because um, he's here, you know. So like, and so I had these hot dogs that I had used to bait the trap <laughs> with me. He's like looking at me and he's like, oh, he's so cute. And he's like, so I touched him. Like, I was like, oh, reach down because he's so cute. And I like pet him right on the forehead, right here. And he re, but in, instead of just telling me he like pet the wild animal, <sighs> he like touches my head, like, like, you know, <laughs> show me how you pet the animal. And, and like, then Kate, and then Casey bit him. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I was like, well, I mean, that was provoked, but we definitely have to vaccinate you now, sir. And you're going to need some augmentation as well. Yeah, from the heat oh, that you gave him. That's right. <laughs> um, and I am part seal, so you're going to need some doxycycline. Um, <laughs> so, and then he's like, I pet him. And he was still looking at me like he's so cute. And so I fed him a hot dog. And I fed him another hot dog. And then I pet him again. And then he bit me. And I was like, just how do I do this go on? Was this like three hours of you feeding hot dogs to this raccoon and petting him? And then you were like, oh, and then he bit me. And I was shocked. Frankly, I guess like awesome. I'm gonna I know that's amazing. <laughs> I, I know. think he did get away with it. <laughs> well, <I> mean, <laughs> got away with it. And you know, depending on your deductible, it cost him anywhere between, you know, $100 copay and several thousand dollars. But you know, obviously it was a formative experience because he was just, <laughs> He was having, you know, like, he was just so excited to tell me about this. And I was like, okay, well, it definitely sounds like you need this entire vaccination series because you don't have the animal anymore. He's like, no, he ran away after that. I was like, okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't, go back with some hot dogs and have another moment, maybe. Yeah. If you go out there and sing like the do the frozen like call like the ah, you don't think he'll come back or test <laughs> it for rabies. <laughs> observing for 10 days so all right yeah you, we're gonna have to give you a bunch of shots sorry i know i know we're all of them will find their way to your house like <laughs> so yeah i don't know yeah and then i don't know we, we do a lot of std follow-up calls for the emergency department and call of guys and girls it's pretty even I, I don't remember for a lot of calling girls, though, having to draw a diagram of, like, I slept with partner A, and Ooh. then I took a shower, and I w- went to partner B's house, and then I waited three hours, and then this person, and then that. So which partners do I have to notify? And I have, like, this, like, a draw house picture, partner A, like, a car, and then this, and I'm, like, looking at this thing, and I'm, like, you just tell everybody. you got to tell everybody. I mean, yeah, like, you should just. Post it on Facebook, put a sign yeah. outside of the door. Like, yeah, it's like, if okay. Friends um, list, you need to be treated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, sir, we do not need to strategize about who may or may not have been close to chlamydia in this situation. We just need to tell everybody it is possible. <laughs> it does not matter where it's happened. Everybody. We need, he should have to wear like a scarlet G and C on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it's just, no, it's just, it happens, and we just need to yeah. be like, you know what, this yep. stuff happens, we can treat it, just in order to stop it from happening to anybody else, everybody needs to get yeah, seen. You think of yourself as Oprah. You have chlamydia, you have chlamydia, everybody yeah. here has chlamydia. Yep. What was your response to the no sex for seven days, why the antibiotics worked? Um, Didn't you even understand the concept? I, I would, I just, I try to make it like very, I also say like, you're still contagious. Also, you could get reinfected and you're going to have to do this all over again and again and again and again. If you did not, not have sex for seven days. Do you understand? That, that sounds like by my calculations, like 28 to 40 episodes of sex that he's going to mess up. Out, miss, uh, yeah, mess I do not up care. Like I just. <laughs> Will Chamberlain? Who was this? I don't know. They just. <laughs> I, I I just they're they're always like yeah okay I understand and it, like I'm like I don't know if you understand but I'm just like <laughs> <sighs> it's like okay well yeah like do your best <laughs> I've advised you I've given you guidance I've told you why it's important for you and everybody else you know I, it, the health department also calls oh, so. The only woman met up together in our waiting room. He's walking out. He's like, hey, how you doing? I'm treating you. I'm your nurse. Yeah, you are my nurse. Get out. I feel like that frequently happens. I feel like... I feel like I hear the nurses all the time that they get hit on by people who are there for STD stuff. Especially mm-hmm. like the frequent flyers who come in like once a month to get tested and treated. They yeah. are always hitting on somebody before they leave. And like yeah. she literally just gave you a shot in your butt to cure your STD. Do you really think she wants to go have drinks with you? <laughs> they are they, now, baby. <laughs> they think they're going to be successful or they're just like honing those skills though. Just, just like oh, a, there you go. Yeah, I think I'm 
think they're going to be successful. Practice makes perfect. Oh my yes. gosh. I don't know if I have that kind of confidence in any setting. Like, Amanda, I, I mean, like. Do you think I, that I, might be? I feel like that maybe a lack of confidence in some of these areas is a good thing, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know you're good at hooking up with people, but you know what? You're not good at not getting STDs. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. We all have our skill sets. I want you to understand that right there. Something to work on. All playing games so somebody goes trip trip. <laughs> and on that disgusting note, <laughs> first first podcast, and we got that. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's end on a low note. Are anybody ended up there? I'm not. <laughs> I'm a realist. All right. Well, I hope I hope everybody had fun on their first trip here. So, um, oh yeah, that the title of the next episode is going to be uh. Hollywood endings. So uh, tune in. Uh, I guess it'd be next week, and you'll get to hear a little something about the Hollywood ending. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>